Hey guys, it's Keith. And this is Jesse. And this is New Player Has Joined. A podcast about the video games people love and why they love them. Today we are dying. We're a lot. A lot. We're dying well, a lot. Well, specifically you're dying. I'm going to say it, you died. And I didn't die. You, you died. You guys get to experience it firsthand through your ears. Yeah, wow. Which, which might commonly be known as not firsthand. No. Possibly even second ears. Mm. Third hand? Fourth hand. I'm just two ears. Man. Just ears. Ears. Guys, we're talking about demon souls today. And the entire, I don't know, like, environment, habitat, culture of that kind of game. If you don't know anything about Demon's Souls, you'll be like, oh, okay, I kind of know the backstory of how it happened and what's going on, and yeah. now it's in the zeitgeist, and now Demon's Souls, because Demon's Souls is a remake of the first game that came out on PlayStation 3, and now yeah. we've had Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, Sekiro, Dark, Dark Souls 3, we've had all these Bloodborne. games coming out, so it's a big game. We're diving into it. You'll hear all about it. Or maybe you won't. Maybe you just don't. Don't turn off. Don't 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 don't. don't, don't, don't. They're gone. Maybe it's just they're gone and they're gone. And I'm just talking to hear the sound of my own voice. Have fun editing this. They're gone. This is new players (laughs) join. Talking. We, talking. Talking. we are talking. talking. We are talking. I'm talking. I'm, I'm sitting here playing the the new Spider-Man with Miles Morales. Yep. Uh, How is it? It's good. I'm still at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've been playing it much the last We've few days. We've gone from great to good. It's I'm go- keeping track. I mean, listen, it's okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's it's a really good game. Um, I'm not. I haven't yet figured out like what the story's Does really going to be. Does it feel like a DLC? It's it's starting now to expand. And again, I haven't okay. given this a whole lot. That's fair. I know. I'm just trying. Yeah. It's the correlation with this game is when it got released, there was a lot of mixed messaging mm-hmm. with the game. Yeah, they're like, it's a new game DLC. And you're like, wait, what? What is it? Wait, so is when, a full when, game? So when, if you're like, eh, it kind of feels like a DLC sometimes, I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh. So ooh. what I'm finding is that, you know, this game costs 50 bucks, not 60 and I hadn't really thought about it, mm-hmm. but there is probably 75% of the original game that is part of this game. Does that make sense? Where it's like, it's not a DLC, but there are aspects to it where it's like, yeah, that's not really the full game yet either. Uh, yeah, you need a new map. You yeah. need a new area for you to not say it's the same yeah, the same game. thing as the first one. But I guess what it's taking on is uh, where else do you put Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> so he, he can only be in New York City with giant buildings. He can yeah. go to Tokyo. He can go to Beijing. Maybe. He can go to China. He can go to Asia. Dude, he, ain't, go- but he, dude ain't going to Detroit. What's left? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no Sacramento Spider-Man. No. So I get it. <laughs> it's a hard, it's a weird, if you've already, if you, it's like with us, right? If you feel like you're going through the motions and you're like, I've kind of already yeah. done this, it starts to feel like a DLC. I if can't. the world's not different and the characters are all kind of the same. I, I'm I'm now thinking about Spider-Man in Los Angeles, and there's like a six-block radius where he's effective, and the rest of the time he's just calling Ubers and lifts. Yeah, I ho- I hope there's at least ten times during the game that he looks around and goes, "How do you all live here?" Yeah, <laughs> the air isn't breathable. It's not breathable. And I'm from New York. I can't swing the shit here. What are yeah. you guys doing? I've got more things to say about how New York and LA are different. I'm gonna uh, hit some open mics. I got some I got some things to say, uh, which I'd love to watch that open mic. Uh, but we're not talking about Spider-Man today, other than. What? 
what? we might have, we just did. So you're like, Keith, we just did. Yeah. So uh, fuck that statement you just made. Yeah, I think you're uh, a lying liar who lies now. I love that movie, I think. Lying Liars Who Lie. Lying Liar, uh, my favorite movie. Uh, that kid could have wished to end world hunger, and he was like, oh, I wish my dad were more honest. Think bigger. Hilarious about that kid. That's how like my podcasting worlds combine. I don't listen to it anymore, but the old hockey podcast I listened to, mm-hmm. one of the guys worked with that kid. What do you mean worked with that kid? As in the kid worked at like Fox Radio. Oh. And they're like... You were in Liar Liar. He's like, yeah, I was in like a couple things yeah. and like that. <laughs> so, like, 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 defensive But not it. really defensive, but kind of like, yeah, I did that and I grew up and I don't fuck it's, with that world anymore. I love the idea of like a child actor. Like, you're in Liar Liar and Shark Tale. <laughs> right. Like, he's like probably done tons of commercials. Like, kids like that yeah. were like, for you to be a little kid to get to a movie, uh, you had to do a bunch of bullshit to get to that point. So a lot of like serial commercials and things like that. Michael J. Fox in a movie a long time ago. How about how he was a depressing kid agent? And they're all doing like commercials and shit like that. Really? Is that not hitting a bell? I've seen a lot of bad 90s movies because I would go to Disney oh, and you would just yeah. rent VHSs to just keep the kids happy. Dude, 90s movies. I mean, you brought up that Whoopi Goldberg T-Rex thing. And I watched the trailer for that. And I got to tell you, it was... With Theodore Rex, it was atrocious. It was one of the I can't believe I like it been blocked out of my mind, right? There are that that trailer is like a minute and forty five seconds long, and they make the same joke three different <laughs> times in the trailer. And the joke is just this dinosaur turns around without being spatially aware and hits somebody with his tail right in the face. I think I remember the song, not the whole song, but it's like it's like a they they try to do like a hip hop rap. Be yeah. and some of it's a dinosaur. dinosaur. Yes. Then that's the song. Like yes. I don't remember anything other than rapper bar rapper Barney Keith. and Whoopi Goldberg. Dinosaur. Keith, that song was stuck in my head for four days after watching the trailer. <laughs> and then I got rid of it and you just put it back in my head, you asshole. Okay, guys, we're not talking about Spider-Man but or we Whoopi are Goldberg. About Damn it. Rex. I've tried to get away from it. Today we're talking about something. That should have been Theodore Rex. Wait. But wasn't. Go for it. Hey, guys. I want a new player to join the podcast about the video games that people love and why they love them. Okay. Uh, It should have been Theodore Rex? Yeah. So we're going to talk about Demon Souls today. Hey. You're listening to the music now, I think. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. um, How's it it hitting you, that music? Honestly, the music for this game is really great. Uh, It's it's pretty mood-setting. Well, no. You've only seen me... There's no music from what you've seen. But in the boss battles. But in boss battles, but there's like moments of the game where it's like the music just kicks in. Yeah. And it's an orchestra and things like that. So we're talking about Demon Souls today. And Demon Souls has a very fascinating story. Uh, that's why I'm looking into it. Uh, the whole story essentially is Demon Souls was supposed to be a bomb. Okay. No one was supposed to like it. No one was going to get it. It's a Japanese game, right, where they took on European themes, old European themes. Right. Because the whole thing looks like it's set in, like, medieval castles and dilapidated structures of decades or centuries past. So we have an episode where we talk about all three Dark Soul games with with Open uh, Mike Eagle. I call them Magic Magic Mike Mike Eagle. Magic Mike Eagle, which is his weirder character that he does. He's good looking, so he's Magic Mike He was dancing in front of us. We're like, yeah, all right, Matthew McConaughey, stop. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, um, so... It's fascinating. He, Hidataka Miyazaki, 
I'm sorry if you gave that your all. I and tried. I really appreciate. Thank that. you. You like, genuinely I did, went for. There's it. lots of people. I do it sometimes. Where like you just know it's going to be bad, so yeah. you over American emphasize it. So you go like. He DTO. Oh, yeah. Me, like, people are just like, it's the first time I've seen things Ko- like this. Kojima. Right. Hideo Ko- <laughs> Kojima. Uh, so, Miyazaki, his story so cool. Uh, loved social science, was a social science person, became an account for Oracle, okay. which I think is Yahoo at the time. Like, it's Oracle oh. now, but I think or- it used think- to be something else. Or-, or I could be Oracle something totally different. I think Oracle was different, but purchased by Yahoo. Oath? I think it's what Yahoo turned into or something the, like that. Oh, right. They changed they their changed name, They changed it they? into something creepy. Into something less 90s. It, they were like, Yahoo and Pets.com. And they were like, uh, we got to get out of here. They chose like a dystopian name, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so this dude, 29 years old, right? Loves video games, but like has no insight into it. Played Eco. Oh, okay. And was like, I know what I want to do with my life. That, Wow. That is an interesting game, Eco, to, yeah. to decide that you're like in video games but now. I get it, because uh, obviously, um, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, yep. uh, all those highly artistic, interesting games. Quiet, yes, quiet games. Um, this oh. guy went on to work on a couple mech games. Uh, I think. Uh, let me look it up. So it's, it's very funny to be like, I'm into quiet, introspective, artsy video games. What are you going to make first? Something about giant machine robot Voltrons killing each other with swords? Which makes it absolutely fascinating because this guy was working on a company, uh, working with the company, and they were making a game called Armored Core 4. So that's what this guy like was working I, on. Again, if you're like, I'm into the art, would you like to work on this fourth installment? It is a Japan. It is a Japanese thing. Caroline didn't know what mechs were. She didn't know what Gundams were, and I'd explain to her like, this is a big Japanese culture thing. And even in America, I think they even had like two battle mechs fight each other or something. I was like on YouTube or something. Like Japanese put together like a Gundam, and Americans put together a Gundam. And they like beat the fuck. Out. I never saw it. I don't so even know if it weird. happened. Um, I mean, the fact that BattleBots exists is all I need to know. So what is our thing with Dark Souls when we talked about it, right? Like, the thing that we can't grasp. Uh, there's a few things with Dark Souls. For me, it's hard. And I've, and again, I'll say that after, you know, really getting into Hollow Knight, I get this more. But there are two things, one of which is you just die all the time. It's just, like, punishing. It's intentionally but punishing. But, like, why is it? Why did you and I just pass on it? Um... I think the story was... There it is. Yeah, because the story in the game is told through lore. It's it's hinted at You and I time. need to be explained, like, what is the story? Yeah. Where are you going? What is the point of playing this? And the selling point to people was like, you die a bunch. Yeah. And you and I went, no, no thank you. Yeah. Like, we just kind of weren't that interested in it, right? And I'm playing Demon's Souls now. I'm playing the remake. And it's my first time jumping into a game like this. Uh, something that's, like, highly highly difficult uh at a point where you realize it's like this is what your experience is going to be the whole time yeah um so what happened was demon souls again made this company was like this is going to be a bomb no one's going to like this yeah and kind of right in japan they were like we don't we don't care care about this game or what have you but the thing that's freeing the thing that you and i love creatively what's like the one thing you wish you could hear whatever creatively you were working on what's like the thing as a creative person you wish you could hear do whatever you want do whatever you want no notes you you have the reins so this dude showed up and was basically like okay you already think it's gonna be a bomb 
it's already a failure in your eyes. Can I do whatever I want? And they're like, sure. So you have a small team of old veteran developers, some dude who's kind of new to this world yeah. taking over as the director. And the first thing that like pops up is that they're like, the story's difficult. And even the director himself, Miyazaki, said the story is almost like not important. You know, we're I'm I'm sitting here and I'm I've been watching the Hannibal series on Netflix. Right. I was gonna talk to you about that. And it's the same thing where Mm -hmm. you were saying like midway through the second season they got told that they were getting cancelled. Right. And so they're like, do whatever you want. And I'm just now past the midway point of the season. Because you liked the first season. But you like love I can hear you like but I was but I was like, yeah, there's some corny NCIS bullshit in this first season. And the second season, midway through all of the edits become much different. Mm-hmm. The characters just turn. At one point in the middle of the second season, you can hear the moment they realize they didn't need to be this anymore because mm-hmm. they make fun of what they were, what they used to be. So the show is making fun of the old producer and showrunner Dude, within the show, kind of. There's literally a moment where they're like, "What happened to this victim?" He's just like, "Well, the you can tell by this broken bone is already." Yeah, yeah. And the guy just goes, "He was strangled." And he turns to the first guy, he "Goes, you're taking too long." And I was, oh. <laughs> I was like, there it is. Yeah, it's a, so that feeling went to this game of you can do whatever you want. You can yeah. make it as dark and creepy as possible. So the whole story, and there is a story, obviously, but as like the game went on, right, we even talked to Open Mike Eagle, like, what's the story? What's yeah. like the feel of it? And it's hard to explain. And if something's hard to explain, it's because it's not the fucking... It's not the the draw. point. It's not what we're trying to sell. Yeah, right. So Although with those Dark Soul games, people really get into the lore. I, I totally would, like. I, it's it's like it's like people love Star Wars. They go read all the books and books that you can read yeah. that goes into depth to everything and all this shit and like who the person is that's controlling everybody or whatever. Yeah. Because basically, what the story of it is. There's like the old one who's like the bad guy and there's lots of things in it. But why I want to talk about this game is that it was the starting point of a genre. Yes. And it's because some guy was like, I guess I'll get into video games. And he was a fucking accountant. And now he made every single Dark Souls game. He made Sekiro. He's like in charge of all of it. Yeah. He's only 46 years old. And he's responsible for a genre. This is it. And he had no, uh, he wasn't the director for the remake of demon souls interesting so i don't know where that all goes to but i want to talk about this guy because he the thing that makes it interesting is you and i first experienced single player multiplayer capabilities on death stranding that was the first place you and i experienced people leaving messages people leaving things to help you the player or fucking with you or something so i had i had played uh the first dark souls game years ago i tried it out and was horrible at it right which is you know the intended thing but i was like i don't i don't care to dedicate six hours to getting the literacy to being just okay at it and i remember seeing those messages and being you know being told what those messages were and vaguely understanding it but i had never death stranding was the first game where i was like this matters to me right that there's this capability within gaming right but yeah that goes back to this dude just being like open it up so everybody can talk. So he explains it from this standpoint is um, it was snowy and on a hill. So what would happen is cars would go up the mountain, mm-hmm. but they'd have to stop, right? Because there's so many cars. Yeah. So what happened is the person behind them would literally push them. So cars were pushing each other to get over the hill. Interesting. And what this guy thought of was, what about the last person who's pushing that person? Yeah. So the thought of 
this person who feels like alone and lost and somebody else did is like, what, how can you communicate with that person to let them know what's happening? Oh, that is so And so cool. just that concept by itself is like, holy shit. Like, first of all, what a good person to be empathetic enough to see everybody helping each other and then going, yeah, but there's going to be somebody who can't. Do you remember what I told you what he studied? Yeah. Sociology. Yeah. People. He's people. Just, man. So, like, that's something I studied the shit out of with sociology, yeah. too. And just in this terms of, like, how do people, how are people going to interact in this single-player game? Yeah. And also being inspired. He said uh, George, uh, uh, R. 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 George R. R. Martin was mm-hmm. an inspiration for this game, essentially, which to me is hilarious, because I think this was before game of thrones took off it's even funnier because like this dude finished a game yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man i just got sad again uh so this game takes a lot from german history like a lot from european medieval and you can feel it and what's so interesting because it is a japanese game and even in the regular Japanese version, everyone speaks English. There isn't mm-hmm. Japanese speakers, what have you. So that's a choice. So it's a choice. So it all and so it got released, and everyone was like, "This is gonna suck. No one's gonna like this." Right. And took the fuck off in Western in the Western world. Yeah. Like everyone was playing it. Japan was not successful. So it turned in this whole thing of like, "This is now what you do." Yeah. And so now we have Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two and Dark Souls we have Three. Bloodborne. Now just now we are taking the thing that you built, this engine, this like world, this gameplay, this genre, and we're putting it into so many different games now. And now it's like you said, uh, it's your favorite two D game. Yeah, it's, Hollow Knight is doesn't exist without without any of these games before it. Yeah, and d- people use Demon Souls as a way to describe how hard something is yeah. now. And I finally experienced it where, like, I've told you, I don't know if I've talked about the podcast, where it's like you get over a hump and you've, like, it's like an initiation. The moment you finally beat your the first yeah, boss in the game. Let's talk about this because this is super fucking interesting to me. The game is set up so that you have to die most likely a bunch of times. So the game starts you off in Demon Souls is that you start off in a world, it's kind of like this dark shadow came over and everyone's souls got ripped from them. Because mm-hmm. I've read the story, uh, I know what's going on, I've even spoiled some stuff for me, yeah. essentially, but I just wanted to know. I've probably seen the boss battle a million times without realizing I've seen the boss battle a million times. Yeah. Like You know what I mean? I've seen videos of people play rock band and beat demon souls playing a guitar or playing the drums or some shit I remember, like i remember seeing somebody where it was like everybody it was beat the game by committee so everybody had to agree what oh what, but, oh my god yeah so like yeah horrifying we've seen stuff like that so like i've seen the zeitgeist and so years have gone on where i'm like well i just want to try demon souls um so my first reaction i've done it like three times where i just like straight up give up or i'm almost like do I even want to go play that again? Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely have that thought, yeah. that process. If I had a different game to play, I probably wouldn't have jumped back into Demon Souls. But since it's like my PlayStation 5 game that I have, I'm like forcing myself. Right. And so what happens in the game is there's like trolls, like humans. Yeah. Literally being like, they fuck with you do this you can die easily there's blood stains everywhere so even if there isn't a message you can see how other people have died in the game so you can watch their ghosts get stabbed by like nothing but fall down and die and you know that something something's around the area or what have you um and it's very complicated it's essentially just like a long maze Mm -hmm. and every character within the long maze is a difficult 
process to go with, right? Okay. You can't like grind in this game, even though you are grinding. There yeah, is but no. It doesn't, it doesn't level up with you to do that, right? It's like it's. I love it because it keeps you on your toes mm-hmm. the whole game. Like even just a shitty whatever pawn character could potentially kill you if you don't see them there is so there's two kinds of ways to level up in video games right Right. and there's the rpg way of whatever you do you gain experience and the game rewards you for playing time and then demon souls was the first game that i can think of to be nintendo hard on a next generation console yes and the whole point was the only way you level up is that you the person the individual level up we force you to memorize the attacks of all of these things that are coming at you yeah. and quicken your reaction time to them. I mean, there are people that can play these games not getting hit. Right. And, and they like, just played it for hours. They've just perfected it. They're so good at it. It's just get good culture. Right. Because you and I played The Witcher and we're like, The Witcher's kind of difficult. They kind of do the same thing. And just a little bit of it, yeah. Demon Souls is just oh, yeah. it's a whole so much thing. fucking harder. Um, I So you get to a point where you're kind of exploring things. You find messages all over the place being like, warnings, good job, congratulations. And I think I showed you, it was like a mini boss, not even like a boss boss. It was just just, strong dude in armor. Strong dude, and all these letters are like, all these messages are like, don't go this way, go back, you're not going to win, like whatever, good luck to you. Yeah, Having that written over and, and over, over and again. over again before you get to something is such a weird mind fuck. Yeah. Because even if they're not fucking with you, it's like, why are there so many messages? Even if they're, even if one of them's fucking with me, there's like seven messages here. So mm-hmm. clearly something, something is happening. Something is going to happen. And so I start to figure things out. There's one part of the level where like a dragon, you have to run to a corridor with like this long bridge. And if you don't get there in time, the dragon's just going to set you on fire. Yeah. And the Bosses in this game genuinely scare the shit out of me. Bosses like, are massive. They are often terrifying in their appearance and in like their surroundings. Their fluidity's too much. Like they move yeah. too real for me to be like, holy fuck. And then they just one hit you. Yeah. And then it's just over. So it's like this genuine scare. So when you run, you can hear on your headphones the dragon actually breathing oh behind God, you and screaming. Like this thought of like, am I gonna die? Am I gonna die? And then Jesse came out, there was one point. Where there's like five archers yeah. in an area that's stopping you from running. So you only have like five feet of area that's not being burned and you're not going to die from archers. So it's like this very sensitive. Ugh. So it's like, every, and if I die with any of these, I have to go all the way to the back, yep. lose all my souls. Like it's like this whole daunting experience. And then your life is half. And then your life is half. So now it's like not only do you have to try to do the same thing again, but you have to try to do it with half the resources you came with. Right. I'm going died. I'm going through all of this shit. I'm finally beating like mini bosses. I'm finally like getting it and I'm opening up these gates. I'm doing all this stuff and I really don't know what the point of opening gates is. Mm-hmm. There's no real like Resident Evil is like here's uh here's a lock and the lock has a spade key symbol yeah so you're like oh i gotta look for the spade key key symbol yeah and in this game it's like open this door this door does not open and i'm like okay it's cryptic it's okay just vague. It's, yeah. yeah it's just like go kind of figure it out and open up one gate and it's like good job open up another gate 
and there's a sign right before I'm about to like walk out to the main area, mm-hmm. which is like this thing where it's like, because every part of Demon Souls, you just it's like destiny, where the nexus is like this main world you go to to level up and like grab stuff, but then you go back to these worlds. Yeah, so you've got a hub that you go to that centralized. So, so the first level is like this castle, and I went in a giant circle to the point where like I went back to the main gate, mm-hmm. and it first sign i saw when i opened up the gate it was like something happened like a cutscene happened and it was just like you're about to step over to the other side and it's like welcome to demon souls it's like all these messages yeah that weren't there before i opened the gate and the moment i opened the gate like it's only for that moment they're yeah. going away it was like you if you are new to demon souls it's like you just beat the initiation like you just you are now see that's the craziest yeah. thing to me so like after being like i don't play this game i don't do this shit anymore like this is hard this mm-hmm. is difficult and to like have somebody else from some other person wherever across the world yeah. be like you have now done it and as soon as i beat the first boss it was just like all these messages everywhere being like you are now like in the mo- you now get it you now like are probably going to beat the whole game now. Like now, you're going to be more enticed to play it. There's, it reminds me of James Bond movies. Yeah, because every James Bond movie has like a ten minute action sequence Up at top. the beginning. Yeah, and then they're like, "Here's the title," and you're like, "What?" Yes, it's the same kind of feeling where they run you through a gauntlet, and you're like, "This is punishing. This is unforgiving. I don't know that this is what I want." Right. And then all of a sudden, when you beat that. It becomes a team sport, and all right. these people show up to be like, you did it, yeah. welcome. Uh, I am having the biggest blast with it, and I'm still at the beginning of the game, and I've been reading things because essentially there's the Night Woman, I believe is the name, or if I'm getting the name wrong, don't get mad at me. Again, the fucking details <laughs> for this game Try to if very if, vague. If people are getting mad at Keith for not knowing the name of this person. Just, uh, Keith, real quick, try to pronounce it in an Americanized Japanese uh, oh, wording. Oh, please don't. I don't want to be, I don't want to get offensive. It's very easy for me to sound offensive. You hearing that, people of a certain kind? Um, <laughs> just vaguely bigoted. Uh, I don't like some people, and I won't tell you how or why or who. Um, but it was hilarious. I can't find her name right now. The night woman with the stuff over her eyes. Um <laughs> I read it because they're like, I want a female. There weren't any female like characters yeah. really, so the main guy's like, we need like a female yeah. lead in this game to kind of be the star. And she has this creepy bandages over her eyes. Right, and it's really creepy. And I'm like, man, that's a nice touch. And then I read it's because that she looked like shit. They needed to cover her face. <laughs> they just did a poor right. job designing it. Uh, so it's like all these little things, right? That's of this is supposed to be a mess. What, you can talk to other players, they can talk to you, what, and you're in Germany or something and everyone's dead? This is the least Japanese selling thing I can think, like, Atlas helped release this. What else did Atlas make? They made Persona. Yeah. The most Japanese So, like, consider, like, what's all this, that guy's wearing a gold helmet and Mm -hmm. fighting a troll or whatever, and you die a billion, like, just that pitch. You die a billion times. Yeah. People are like, why the fuck would anyone pay for this? You know, it's interesting. RPGs, I believe, started in... They started technically in America. Because these, like, small PC games that nobody had ever heard of got picked up by Japanese game makers who were like, oh, we could make this into a serious thing. So Japan took American ideas 
and made them Japanese and made them a whole, whole genre, which was incredible. I love that about American history so much. Which part? The fact that, like, so many times we're sitting on gold mines. And we don't know it. And we just, yeah, we don't. It oh, goes, yeah. it goes, well, not even gold mines. Like, we started that, but we didn't think we started that. Yes. Like, we never think we created something when somebody else does something. And they're like, we stole this. We're like, <laughs> we're like, okay, but us stealing culture is kind of our thing. Yeah. So I don't think that you could get away with that without us Absolutely. knowing. Absolutely. When I see French person make a burger, I get pissed. I get so <laughs> pissed. I get angry. How dare you? How dare you, good sir? I'm supposed to wait in line and have somebody spit on this like a regular American. Um, but there's a game called Kingsfield, okay. which apparently is supposed to be like the prequel, like the spiritual prequel to Demon Souls. Yeah. Essentially. That's so interesting. I mean, I I love this stuff. It's so funny to me that Japan, that like a Japanese game maker made a game wanted to make the aesthetic Eurocentric, mm-hmm. wanted to make the obstacles entirely non-Japanese. Because like you think Japanese games, you often think RPGs, you often think grinding, you often think experience. And they points. were correct. Yeah. They were you went from Gundam games, you're making persona games where you're literally in Japan and yeah. you're a kid in Japan, to like, I want to be a dead white person in Germany. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Worst make-a-wish ever. Worst. Worst. Or the best. white person in Germany. Uh, That's weirdly specific and Uh, uncomfortable. So just the selling point of it is crazy, right? And then you get to Sekiro, which is him being like, oh, you want a fucking Japanese Dark Souls game? it's the same dude. It's the same dude who's like, then I'll fucking make a Japanese Dark Souls game. And his name is Miyazaki? Miyazaki. He is... The second most famous Miyazaki director in Japan. 46 years old. I bring that up because the other dudes are getting up there. It's uh, They take care of their skin. Yeah. Because the dude who made Nintendo is like in his 60s, and then the he dude... looks like he's 40. And yeah, the dude, uh, what's his face, made Death Stranding. I can forget his name right now. Uh, K- Kojima. Kojima. He's like 60-something. I, I never know if it's Kojima or Kojima. I, could, I never know. Guys, we're so offensive. We're so bad. Uh, but Jesse... Wait, I'm, he's how old? 60s. Hideo. Yeah. Hideo. Yeah. Hideo Hideo. Hideo Hideo Miyazaki is 60, 12 years old. No, he's 60, 12 years old. He's 60, he's 60 something. Was he a hobbit? I don't he's know. 11, Japan, and you can take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> so angry. Uh, Jesse, I made a game just for you. Oh, yeah? And it's called What's Harder? Where I'm going to give you... I looked up hardest jobs in the world. Okay. It's subjective. Yeah, Let's I be know. Honest. It's, 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 it's very subjective. I read one from the News Daily, and this is like how I know. is like there's such a Republican concern. It was like cops, by far the hardest job yeah, no. in the world. I was like... Not true. Really? Not true. Even and every even other close. list was like twentieth. First a of cop all, or firefighter whatever. beats cop. No problem. I, I know. Like so, let's we're 
There's no correct answer. Okay. We're just going to talk like a this or that situation, and then we can talk about it. Um, And then if you want, you can be like, what are they rated at? Um, Stuntman. Mm -hmm. Or no, it's a start. We already know that one. Stuntman or police officer. We already talked about this. Okay, listen. Police officer... We've talked about this before, like, list of most dangerous jobs, yeah. and, and cop isn't even, like, on the list anymore. It isn't. It's, uh, as somebody went on a lot of, of ride-alongs, I guess it depends on where you are, mm-hmm. what your beat is, sure. what you do. From my experience with police officers, it is very dangerous approaching a stranger or what have you. Majority of the time, they aren't doing anything. Yeah. They're just hanging out in their squad cars, talking or whatever the fuck, and it's like, they're just there to seem like it's safe. Uh, I imagine that being a cop is 98% extreme boredom yeah. and 2% uh, abject panic. My brother told me the thing that they'd regularly do is go to the fire station, mm-hmm. turn on the radio on loud, and go to sleep. <laughs> like, that's like what, a regular thing a that I hear. bunch of douche And I'm just like, so, it's dangerous? Mm-hmm. You could get shot. Right. Some crazy people don't like cops right now. Yeah. Obviously. Compared to a stunt, stunt man. Driver. Stunt drivers where I only hear horrifying stories. Yeah. Only. Here's my and thing. And you get paid shit to do the craziest stuff in the world. If you put me, and again, we're talking about difficulty, not safety, but I right. will say this. If you put a uh, safer cop versus blank, my answer is going to be it's safer to be a cop because whatever other job you have, there's a high percentage chance you could be killed by a cop for no reason. Right. I understand that. Like, as if you, like, you're injured and you're worried about something, that cop comes and shoots the stuntman driver. Uh, I totally get that. Sure. I think it's harder to be a cop because then you have to do the mental gymnastics every morning of telling yourself that it's okay that you're a cop. Right. But <laughs> I also, I'm not defending all the shit clearly. I'm comparing it to... Yeah, I'm trying to understand, like, because it's like, I would pick stunt driver. I think stunt driver, you have to have more experience. You have to have more training. All you, the shit you that, take I, a greater that risk. I, because some director goes, hey, I want these three cars to blow up as you're driving through them. And mm-hmm. people have to go, okay, whatever. But really, in your head, you're like, I don't even know if I'll fucking die or not. Like, you really yeah. don't know. Uh, have you seen Hot Rod? Yeah. The first crash. Do you know about that? No. The, it's the motorcycle one. He goes off a ramp and he's trying to get to another ramp, but he like hits his back on it and he just falls down. It's right. like the very first scene. They're like, he broke his back. Jesus. That was the first. They said they had one take and that was it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, that's harder. That's harder. And honestly, I laughed really hard. I saw a video if it's the stunt man for Captain America doing like his landing. So he mm-hmm. does like a quadruple flip yeah twist and lands and i'm like we should all want to fuck that guy instead yeah (laughs) (laughs) i want i want that guy to accidentally tweet out his dick right like i want that guy that like i saw i saw all the actresses looking at him and i'm like yeah Yeah. you all have to be like that's really captain america yeah exactly uh all right second one chef or mountain guide oh It depends on the mountain. I don't know that there's any job as horrible as being a Sherpa at Mount Everest because it's hard not only because physically, oh my God, but also you have to deal with a bunch of fucking rich tourists. That's fair. I guess it's different. There are different kinds of stresses. Right, because it's a mental stress. Working as a chef or working for a chef 
can mm. be from everything I've heard is really emotionally punishing. And everyone's high on coke. Yep. Everyone's moving fast. Yep. Everyone's screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're a mountain guy who may have to deal with rich douchebags, but you know the mountain so well. Yeah. No one's gonna send back your mountain to you for it to be <laughs> this heated up some is more. Undercooked. Undercooked. But whatever. They'll complain or whatever. You're used to it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think about getting up, prepping. All that shit, again, it goes yes. to, compared to the mountain, what mountain are you on, things Listen, like that. Uh, you will get delicious food as a chef, you will get a paycheck as a chef, and you will get some notoriety as a chef. Are you thinking Mount Everest, Sherpas? Yeah. Okay, what am, we have to compare that to like... You want to do like a like Mount Washington guide, like a park No, ranger? I guess we have to figure out what's the equivalent chef of the Mount Sher- of the Sherpa. Oh, uh fourth in the food chain at a three michelin star so meaner uh gordon ramsay yeah you just have to be like the guy who gordon ramsay yells at man i haven't heard his stories like he throw pots and pans and shit back in the day and stuff like that i'm like god damn i mean he hammed it up for for the television shows they put him on did but but i heard like before he was famous he like legitimately thought that was like oh this is how you act towards chefs and people are like that's it's it's not what you do I think he had a lot of uh, a lot of trauma. I don't know if he unpacked any of that. Uh, and, but I guess it just goes down to uh, you can die in a mountain. You probably can't yeah. die in the kitchen. Also, you don't have to wake up as early in the kitchen. No, not it. Not all. So well, I'm going, yeah, Sherpa, whatever is harder. I'll show up at one. Y'all prep. Uh, next one, bodyguard or pilot? Um, pilot? Pilot could be a bodyguard if you think about it. Okay, so that's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I was a pilot, I'd get over the speaker and be like, thank you for choosing us to be your bodyguards today, all 270 of you. <laughs> I wish it was a bodyguard. My name's Debo. I'm seven feet tall, 400 pounds. Yeah. I got this, everybody. Just, <laughs> all of the uh, all of the, the cars that taxi planes on the runway are just Escalades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think uh, the difficulty in being a pilot is that it's hard to just become one. You have to do a bunch of... To be a commercial pilot, mm-hmm. you have to do like thousands of flights, hours, logs, everything. It's bullshit. It's just like the one percent get to. Be I that knew guy. people who did that, and what they would do is they actually worked at the airport as the baggage people. Yeah, so they just stay at the airport like all day, meeting other pilots, being like, "I'm gonna be on my way." Like yeah. all this, it's is a difficult thing. Uh, but something they'll tell you is once they're in the sky, the computer does it does everything. everything. They are trained. To help us possibly not crash. That's what they're trained for. They're trained to help us get out of if something bad happens. Wait, it was pilot versus what? Uh, Pilot versus bodyguard. Um, So this goes into... This is all variables, right? It's all subjective. Being a bodyguard for... I don't know. Pick someone who's nothing's going to bad happen to them. I I can tell you my only experience with a bodyguard Mm -hmm. was Sasha Baron Cohen's. Uh, when he was at Funny All oh, right, he came. And he had a bodyguard that was stationed outside. And we were like, that seems like Excessive. a bit much. Yeah. And literally, a guy got into the elevator with all of us on our way back up to the office and tried to walk into our office with us. And the bodyguard was like, we don't know you. You don't work here. And he was like, hey, guys, could you just tell him I'm a big fan of his work and ask if you come out? And the bodyguard literally stepped between him and us. And was like, get out of here. It was just like, you don't want to put them in that position. And you don't want to put me in this next position. <laughs> and the guy was like, got it. And just like walked away. And I was yeah. like, Jesus. I assume that's what it is. So like working for maybe Sasha Baron Cohen might not be as stressful. Yeah. Maybe people are asking, saying my wife or whatever. And like that's, you got to shut that shit down. Yeah. But like Taylor Swift gets like 
yeah. a new crazy person every day. Every day. I think it's hard to be. I think. I think being I think a bodyguard is harder. the demon souls of this scenario. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, next one. Logger or roofer? Depends where you're roofing. I will... Uh, logger, is, I think, is just you're going to die. Yeah. Logger's super no, dangerous. No, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Logger is harder. <laughs> I'm not even... I'm not even... But heat stroke, everything, like yeah, there's rain. The, the I, Bill Burr joke about like uh, being a mom is the toughest job in the world. Really? Because I thought roofing in the summer as a redhead was pretty bad. <laughs> it's a very good joke. I, yeah. I, I, oh, God. Logger's I, I, worse. I can't imagine making a peanut butter sandwich and being like, this is bullshit. Uh, I will say that logging is Demon Souls and roofing is Hollow Knight. Fair. Fair. This is another one that popped up: prison warden or mortician. And I just think empathy doesn't exist for either of yeah. them. Right? Warden is harder. Mortician is sadder. Well, mortician is like you have to be desensitized, right? Yes. You're just around people who lost their loved ones. Yeah. You're just around them, and You're you just, just and you just had your fist inside of their stomach two seconds ago. Uh, okay. Warden is demon souls. Mortician is death stranding. Ah. Yeah. Or just like yeah, death is everywhere. I get it. I'll repatriate. Whatever. Uh, cell tower mm-hmm. climber, sure. Firefighter. I mean, for me, they're both you, heights and they're scary. They're both terrifying. One of them is high up and terrifying, and the other one has the potential to be high up and terrifying <laughs> and on fire. So I'm not. I can't. No matter what, you are going to a fire. No matter what, you are going to a fire, even if it's not a tall fire. Yeah. But yeah. Then one best is no matter what, you are going super high. Best up. case scenario, you could merely burn to death. Fuck. But also you can burn to death with your cell phone towers. These people be crazy. Burning them down. <laughs> Burning them down. Demon Souls is firefighters. Uh, okay. Alaskan crab fisherman. Ooh. Health service worker. Health service worker. What does that even entail? Uh, from what I read, it was doctors, nurses, whatever. But I was like, again, that could be, I think, a nurse's job. All right. Chris, I know your list. I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying. You, buddy, you buddy. are Thank ER. You, you work so hard. And we're I'm, so sorry that COVID's about to spike to exactly what it was before, if not. And worse. like, I we understand. And like, we appreciate you so much. We're not talking about you. You probably know tons of shitty doctors yeah. who just show up. But what we're telling you is your job is easy. Boy, it's so easy. <laughs> when you put on your As, 20 pounds of gear to yeah. help people, uh, I'm thinking, how easy does this guy have it? I'm reclined like a boudoir photographer on a chaise lounge right now <laughs> on my couch as I talk about video games into a microphone. Yeah. But yes. your job yeah. is easy. Let's judge all these people as we eat our bagel bites and play our demon souls. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, your job isn't hard. That person's job's hard. Yeah. Um, but in terms of... Like experiencing going to ER, having a nurse deal with like a drunk person, a violent person. Yeah. Uh, when I went to the hospital with my ex girlfriend, the first thing they asked her is they like get out to me, get the fuck out. And yep. the nurse asked her, "Did he do anything to you?" Jesus, that was the first thing that happened. And what? she was like, "No, we're just going to the ER together." And he's like, "She's like, okay." And I'm like, "That's her baseline." That's yeah. like the beginning. So when I see like the surgeon, they called in a surgeon to come in or whatever, and he was cool and chill and like probably great his job or whatever. But just thinking like this woman, ground zero, violence, yeah, whatever the fuck, dealing with people, uh, whatever's happening with this person you don't know, and then some doctor comes in and like does it. Yeah. 
I think um, so. That's why when it says healthcare health service workers, I'm like, it's hard to it's hard to judge. Like, but I but I will say I've known very few nurses who got swept overboard by a giant wave of nearly frozen water and immediately their whole bodies went into shock. Compared to now. Compared, it is. Yeah. Now, COVID. now, it now is. I think COVID, because the thing uh, about crab fishermen, uh, people probably don't know, it's like the deadliest catch. And we're all like, that's stupid. That's where they all are. Yeah. That's how you get uh, king crabs and you get money is you have to go out to the most dangerous waters yeah, to, to fish for I forget what the name of the ocean is, but off the coast of Alaska and it's fucking horrifying. Fucking horrifying. I don't know that to me, both of those... To me, one of those is Bloodborne and one of those is Demon Souls. There you go. Landmine remover, mm-hmm. search and rescue. Uh, what the Harder. Fuck? Not you can die. Harder. Harder? I don't know what either of these entails. Well, obviously, landmine remover is like... So, there's an issue that happens all over Europe, and I bet this is a European thing. I highly doubt. I don't know why there'd be landmines all over America, but there's old landmines all over Europe. All there's over, bombs well, and stuff like that. Dude, from the Vietnam War, oh. all over Cambodia, Laos, right. and Vietnam. So, people are specialized, and this is what they do. Obviously, you have to have like a... Whatever it is that we watched uh, Hurt Locker... Right. There has to be either you are totally desensitized to it or you like fucking get off on like on the thrill on the thrill of the I could rush. die at yeah. any moment while I diffuse this fucking thing. I ah oh, fuck. And then search and rescue is what? Somebody's missing, we got to find them. Let's say a 3-year-old got kidnapped and your job is to go through the woods and look for them and the thought of I'm more than likely not going to find this person yeah. and the fact that we're looking through the woods means it's dead. I think harder I think search and rescue is harder. Just because emotionally, I think it takes such a brutal toll on you. Yeah, because the people who are doing that, I assume, have empathy. I don't think anyone's yeah. like getting hard looking for a kid. And if you are, don't Stop. you shouldn't do that Stop. job. You need don't, to leave. Yeah, you need you need, you need to leave. Don't go near help. kids yeah. uh, at all. Uh, military mm-hmm. rig worker, oil rig worker. I've always heard that oil rig working is extremely dangerous, and it's also they're both emotionally secluded what i read was somebody dies every three weeks yeah i'm gonna go oil rig and i know that it's like there are different levels of military that can be incredibly difficult and obviously the right being in the military is is incredibly incredibly difficult difficult. and all these things uh obviously But, but nobody has ever said thank you for your service to a rig worker no and I think emotionally, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking from experience in this one. I don't think most people. I don't think most people are going to people who own oil and saying thank you as the world's burning. Yeah, like people who work at oil rigs, it's high stress. It's highly dangerous. I met one guy that was doing it. He was like, I was, he's like, I was making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Jeez. And I'm, he's like, and I'm like an idiot. So and I, so it's like that's the thing. It's like high, like you could just die, and you don't get man, you don't get that compensation in the military. I don't know. This one's a toss up. This is these are two jobs where if somebody's like, I want to go into this thing, I'd be like, we should find out what it's like to be a sherp on Mount Everest first. Uh, yeah, and I just want to bring this up. It's just like it's it's kind of hilarious because these people probably might play Dark Souls and be like, this is easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> final one: astronaut okay. or farmer? Farmer's harder. Damn, uh, totally. Just the suicide rate among farmers in our country is... Is it skyrocketing? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Being an astronaut is extremely difficult, and only the best of the best, the most qualified make it. But then you get to be a fucking astronaut. I think it's the... I've, I've talked... I think I've talked about this, where it's like, you may... 
Caroline and I are talking about like education and mm-hmm. how like education is a class thing. Yeah. Uh, only rich people got to learn things. Yes. Only rich people got to read things. They got taught how to read or what have you. It doesn't mean the person's born on a farm is dumber no, than that person. All. It means they weren't either taught how to communicate or what have you. So many also, farmers are fucking geniuses. Yes. Geniuses. Yeah, we think of it as like a podunk fallback career. And it's like, no, first of all, it's a family career. It stays I, in like land. I think most people family. think they're just like, they're just like pulling up hay and stuff and just like picturing a person just like <laughs> forking hay yeah. for eight hours. That's all I do. Dopity dope or whatever. Nope. Fucking hard. Listen. One of my best friends is a goat farmer, and that shit is difficult. And that's it's just cold. Goats. It's early. It's constant. It's just livestock. You are creating an eco. You are president to your ecosystem. Yeah, that's what you have to make sure everybody's alive. The chickens are alive. The cows moving. The mules moving. Everybody's fed. Everything's happening. You are my crops going to be here? Can I afford rent or whatever? Or can I afford my mortgage? Yeah. All this shit. And meanwhile, Tyson's getting pissed because my chickens aren't big enough. Some bullshit. Meanwhile, Buzz Aldrin didn't have to build the rocket. Yeah. He just got to go in it. <laughs> you group of people. You astronauts. You, you, you group. privileged. You privileged. <laughs> Uh, this has been uh, this or that. This is hard. That's hard. What's harder? What's harder? What's, What's harder? Souls? What's not um, Souls? Can I ask you what? What is the hardest? Was it that mini boss was the hardest thing you've done so far in, D- in Demon Souls? The first boss isn't that hard. Um, the thing that's hard with Demon Souls, and I'm experiencing it right now. I'm fighting this thing called the Tower Knight. A spoilers for people, mm-hmm. and I have to kill all these things to get back to yeah the tower that's always the hard night so it's like me like you can get better at it like it's stressful i know there's probably tricks and people are like oh keith you're doing it wrong Mm -hmm. because there is no hints on how to do it correctly yeah there was there's so my life is now halved so i can't take as many risks anymore um before it was if i ran across and the dragon set me on fire i didn't die i almost died but i didn't die and now it's, if he gets me at all, I'm dead. And it's, like, not even a question. Yeah. So, so you, now I'm like, how do I even fucking run across? It's like, I am i can't do it. It's too long. He'll yeah. just come back and burn me or whatever. So you have to, like, figure out ways to make the game work. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, other people are doing this. How did they... Have you gotten to the point where you're online looking up videos of people fighting? I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't. The thing I the one thing I cheated with, mm-hmm. the one thing was I just went, I was like, what's the best class? If you don't know what you're doing, what's the best class? And everyone said royalty. Royalty is the version that's easy for demon souls because it's like a cheese class. You have like magic and stuff like that. And I think it's a good helpful because it like help bails me out of situations because it's just you saw me. I just I'm a wizard. I have like a wand right, and I'm just shooting spells, spells that at fucking people. Cthulhu looking priest was bad. Yeah. So like finding like the different worlds and stuff. And that's what makes the game so good. I still haven't scratched the surface. The surface. Yeah. That Cthulhu looking priest motherfucker mm-hmm. is like the first thing I've seen for that level. And even the bat even the bad guys are like, what are they even doing? I'm like, I don't even know. Some of them just raise their arms and they're just like, kill me. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to be here anymore. You just were in kill a prison me. and they were like, free us. Yeah, free us. And I'm like, this is beyond fucked. Yeah. And so I'm like, I can't even imagine because I haven't even fully the worlds, I guess, are so goddamn big because there's checkpoints and I reached to the first level you saw where I beat that boss. As soon as you beat that boss, there's another checkpoint and mm-hmm. just keeps going. So I know I'm getting to the part where I'm like, I bet I don't have to kill one of these dragons. Yeah. Because I told you, oh, I don't know if I explained it on the podcast, where it's, 
there's one part of the level where all these signs is what makes the signs great and what makes me laugh so hard is three ways to go. You can go straight, you can go left, you can go right. And I went left, and there's a sign that says, if you're new to this game, turn back. Yeah. And I saw another sign that says, too hard for you. Like, go, don't always, do this. Always a great sign. And so I'm like, literally, okay, I'll go straight. I went straight, and there's a dragon setting everybody on fire and trying to kill me. <laughs> And then I'm like, what the fuck was behind that door then? Yeah. Like, if, that, if a dragon's trying to one. kill me, what the fuck was this thing supposed to be? It's, it's like, that's what the mentality of this game is like. This just fucked with me, basically. That's so, I love that, where it's just the game gives you a choice between impossible and slightly more impossible. Yeah, and so the game is super RPG. Uh, it's super D&D in the terms of like, oh, you just level up, but no, you get souls, and you have to use those souls, so it's like, I want to go to level two, 600 souls. I want to yeah. go to level three, 800 souls. So it's right. like you have to like do that. And it's not just you go up one level. It's like which one? Magic, dexterity, yes. strength. like the every, skill tree. It's very tiny. Yes. It's not like you just get stronger and you're stronger. It's like specifically what you want to do. Um, I've told you the top of the nexus is you can go look up all the records and it shows you all these other characters people have made and what they do and what their classes are. Right. And you can create your own classes. And I'm just like not... Like my brain's not even there. Yeah. Yet. In order to be able to uh, to manufacture your own class and to customize this, you first have to customize your own internal abilities, your own dexterity right. as a human playing the game. And there is different endings to the game. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. For people, because I think lots of people are playing it right now. Yeah. Don't. It's a weird don't. thing where like I don't want to spoil it. It's been out for a while, so I kind of, it's like a weird, like I'm trying, there's multiple endings is yeah. what I'm trying to say. And so, game has a lot. It's very interesting. We can go into depth about the story, but I honestly just think it's like this thing where it's just said to you mm-hmm. and it's not the point. Yeah. Okay, so, well, it's like Destiny. You know, Destiny just tells you what the story is and you're kind of like. It's just a jumping off point. I don't. No, or I well, don't really care that much. When I when I tried to play it's Dark cool. Souls, <laughs> I you know the intro tells you it's very cryptic. It tells you a lot, a lot of things very cryptically, and they're kind of like you need to infer what's actually going on here, right? And I'm into that as long as the game you know tells you the rest. It's again Hollow Knight. I think has the smallest story and also the biggest story because right. it's taking after these games the maiden in black that's her name that's her name the, of the maiden of the in black i love how often games do this where this is this has become a, a real cultural thing and this dates back thousands of years where it's the person who cannot see right is the person who sees the most right we have it in our superheroes with daredevil mm-hmm. we have it in our mythology uh with we have it in our judicial system with justice, justice is blind. Right. In mythology, we have people gouging their eyes out all the time. We have Oedipus. Like, it's such a funny thing that it's become shorthand to blind somebody to make them all-knowing. Right. For for people who probably explain, like, do you even, Keith, like, are you even talking about it? Do you even know the story? I'll tell it to you guys this way. I'm looking at the synopsis, mm-hmm. okay? The synopsis, the first paragraph, is just me explaining what I said before, which you start in a world, you purposely die, you go to the nexus, and you go to all these other places. Yeah. Then the next paragraph is how the game ends. That's it. So there's no middle part. There's no, like, you go here, and then there's a connection here and there, and then then, 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 then. it's like, go to these maps, figure it out on your own. Yeah. Like, there's a story, but really, like, 
there's not there? there's not a continuation of it. It's not constantly moving with you right. or what have you. It's like here's a setup. Go kill these bosses. So right. that's what I brought up. Where it's like um, it's like Shadow of the Colossus kind right. of. Where it's like you get it. Is there because in Dark Souls, all of the lore is hidden in the description of the items that you get. Mm-hmm. Are there item descriptions in Demon Souls? I've only scratched the surface. Um, <laughs> I love. I this. like honestly. That's I'm like I've only beaten one boss. I've put ten hours in something like that. I think because I've just died so many times. It makes me feel better because one person let me know that they've beaten all of them, mm-hmm. and it took them like six or seven hours to beat. Yeah, the first part of this game. So I'm like, okay, it's like not... It's normal. It's normal. And this You're is what the game is normal. That's not a tutorial. That's an initiation. Yeah. There's, that's, there's no real tutorial. The tutorial is R1 slash mm-hmm. L1 shield. Have fun. It's, <laughs> it's crazy to me. You know, there are things in life that you will do. And the point is we want you to learn. Right. And we want you to join us. And there are things in life that you'll do. And the point is we want to know who's going to quit. It's your... If you play a Demon Souls game, a Dark Souls game, you are sitting on the beach with a bunch of would-be naval Navy SEALs mm-hmm. and a bell. Right. And the game's just like, which one of you fuckers is going to ring that bell and leave? Yeah. And Demon Souls is all about, like, we only want, like, the three of you that, that can make it through this exercise. Right. It's crazy. It is really crazy. It's punishing. I, I'm digging it. I really like it. I really liked it. also opens up doors for me to play Sekiro and all these other games because I, now I dude, can, like, get into it. I think you're going to get so into Sekiro. Well, I think of the fact that it's opened up a whole wing of gaming to me uh, is really cool. That Yeah, that's an impressive sign. Um, I... I do not know that I have ever had that in me at any point or ever will. I love punishment. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite part of this game is when uh, the monster just randomly starts stepping on your balls and your character's like, I love this. (laughs) Give me more. Just masochism everywhere in this game. Just call him daddy. This is horrible. Punch me in the face because I love it. Uh, (laughs) Tell me how worthless I am. (laughs) Spit on me. This is gaming. Uh, but if you guys get a PS5, I uh, highly recommend picking up Demon's Souls. If you have PlayStation 4, uh, try to play the old Dark Soul games. Um, but yeah, because I'm getting into it. Um, Jesse, yeah, I made a final five. Keith, I have a final five for, for you. you and we it, had, so we had a moment this morning yeah. where normally what we do is we're like, we'll, we'll talk together about what game we're going to do our episode on, and then we'll agree, and then we'll go our separate Are ways. Are your guys' days simultaneously super short and super long at yeah. the same time? Yeah. Are you guys just like the time, the time now is just, and it's not just us. Like we're in our apartment, whatever. A lot of the time we're trying not to leave. Caroline is a person who is like on the clock, on the hour, what she has to do. And she's like, I don't know what day it is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm confused. Last night I slept for eight hours, like on the dot, slept for eight hours and woke up and was like, I feel refreshed. And then stood up and went, I feel tired. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with all of us in quarantine. Because we're not doing enough. Our brains aren't. Yeah, they're not doing enough. So Jesse and I do this thing where it's like, "Hey, I made a game. I just did the episode. We both did it for different (laughs) games. Because you weren't feeling well yesterday, so I was like, I'll just take care of this. So I, I, but I, I made, I'm, I made uh, a final five, and my final five has just been entirely inspired by watching Hannibal. Oh, perfect. Because Hannibal Lecter to me is this horrible horrible villain are you every time i watch anything he's in i go i want to be his friend be honest mads or anthony hopkins this says a lot 
nothing will ever top Anthony Hopkins for me. I don't know that. Like, I think Mads... Mads has, needs his own thing. Mads needs his own... Th- Mads Mickelson... Because Anthony Hopkins was on that screen for 15 minutes and he won the Oscar. Like, if that. It might have even been less time. I mean, fucking A. He was the best part of Westworld, in my opinion. Yes, he was. Far... By, by far. And Mads Mickelson does Hannibal Lecter amazingly well. Yeah. But he's got hours and hours and hours to be that. The so, mist. The mystique is gone. It's... And I showed you the clip of him being found and then mm. getting out of it, and yeah. it's horrifying. Right. The show has only gotten more horrifying. That's great. But uh, so I've been uh, mine. Are, mine are all villain related. Is the thing. Let's put these in order, Jesse. All right. Baby Yoda. Yep. Burritos. Mm-hmm. Short lines. Okay. Um, burritos. Burritos are first. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. And short lines. And I am putting those. Purely in order of physical size from smallest <laughs> to largest. <laughs> he won. He nailed it. Keith. Yeah. Who's the most evil character in any video game? This, I think, will say a lot about you as well. It's not in the obvious ones. Right? It's It can't be like Sephiroth. It's not going to be... Um, God, I always forget his name from Far Cry 3. Toad. Toad? All right, I'm going to dress up like her. Don't say anything. (laughs) Oh, no, you didn't catch her. I'm going to see you the next castle. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that was a very good answer. Like, I'm just trying to be like, who's the most, they're trying to be your friend. They're deranged. But how come you're always here? And how come you're only here when bad shit happens? Yup. Like, if, if Mario just once was like, why are you always here? Toad just pulls out a gun and goes, oh, you had to ask questions. <laughs> I'm always here. Yeah. <laughs> Oil spills. Okay. Volcanic eruptions. Yep. Solar flare. Um, oh, man. Uh, solar flares. Volcanic eruptions. Oil spills. Uh-huh. Um, and those are from coolest to least cool way to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oil spill. Oil spill is a lame way to Everything die. Everything about oil Solar sp- flare is awesome. It's not even cool. It's just depressing. Oil yeah. spill is just, just like volcanic eruption. Like, holy shit, solar flare is horrifying and crazy. The idea of it. Yeah. And just oil spill is like, man, we're all assholes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what oil spills are. Uh, describe how you died. Well, um... I was a glorious a goose. Yeah, I, I, I was a glorious goose. I was goose. beautiful looking and... And then there wasn't enough dawn. And I was dead. Versus uh, 400 Mount Everest worths of, uh, of nuclear helium engulfed my being and vaporized me. I was sublimated in a matter of milliseconds. That sounds good. Keith, number two, which video game villain had the worst plan? I think any RPG. <laughs> I don't know what the game... There's, n- they're not thinking past their action. Yeah, they're just like, once the goal is achieved, it's gonna be a now what? I will control the world. Okay, now control the world. Oh fuck, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. Con- I didn't want to get married. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, it's never fully thought out. I feel like I think Calypso from Twisted Metal has an incredibly dumb plan. 
I'll hold a tournament where people in cars kill each other, and then the winner gets a wish and I'll kill them. Isn't Lex Luthor like a, what do you do, like a realtor scam? Yeah. Or some bullshit? Yeah, he's just buying property. Lex Luthor is just smart Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Ew. No, isn't What's-His-Face supposed to be smart Donald Trump? Kingpin. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, Scotty Pippen. Sure. Garfunkel. Uh-huh. Tails. And I just want to say, I am still upset to find out that Garfunkel's a real person and not a troll from Labyrinth. <laughs> um, sir, what was the first one? Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Okay. Um, it's Scotty Pippen, Garfunkel, and Tails. And that is an order of, uh, of their singing ability. <laughs> Keith, number three, which video game villain had the best outfit? I'll, I'll throw out an interesting one for you. Don Corneo from Final Fantasy VII had a very unique costume. Come on, get it, ladies. Uh, I'm gross. Hey, uh, ladies. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm a mobster fuckboy. Hey, I want to have sex with the ladies. <laughs> Can't get over it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um... Oh, also, Pagan Min had a great costume. They're all just leather wannabe. Man. I'm now realizing how many villains I think are just attracted to the main character. Yeah. They're just turned on by them. They're just turned on by them. Oh, yeah. Were you going cloud with your great hair? (laughs) Were you going cloud? I've been watching you cloud. Ajay Gale is just like, let's take a picture together. Oh my God, don't you love my outfit? Isn't it crazy that I can cook for you? This is so cool. We should be best friends. Toad. Toad again. Toad again. <laughs> he at least looks different. He's a villain. Are we all getting to that point that he's just a villain at this point? I'm down Has with he it. helped us? Has he helped us? Has he helped anyone? Has it helped anyone? In Mario Odyssey, he just gets fucking lost all the time. Yeah, he's like, oh, you found me. It's like, what are you doing He does that shit on purpose. He does. Don't kill Bowser. Help me, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Koalas, sloths, Mm -hmm. pandas. Okay. Um, How are they not all dead? Sloths? All of them. All of them. I chose the laziest animals. (laughs) That's true. <laughs> They're all lazy. Pandas uh, were really trying to keep them going. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a thing since I was a baby. Um, koalas, pandas, sloths, mm. in order of evil to least evil. Yeah. Koalas are fucking evil They're little mean. things. Sloths just don't give a shit. Don't all koalas have like hepat... Have, they like have chlamydia cla- or yeah, something? They have the clap. They have the clap. That's crazy. Keith, number four, which villain had the best name? Ganon. Yeah. I don't know why that's so, like, that strikes fear, but it does. Ganondorf? Not that scared. No, Ganon? sounds like Ganondorf. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, he's a fucking loser. Yeah. And you know it because he has to transform into Ganon, his real... Yeah, his, his real, real thing. Nice. Tennis, ping pong, badminton. Um, Badminton, ping pong, tennis. Yeah. And that is an order uh, from most to worst of how embarrassed I've been playing them. I have had... My friend uh, in, in high school, uh, Vivek Bhatia, his dad was like, I'll play you both at, at badminton. And we were like, there's only one like of you. just like smoke you guys? He didn't move his yeah. feet. And he smoked both of us 21 to nothing running around the, the course. Like, 
Have you seen badminton? Like, have you ever seen a professional badminton? Yes, because Ma- Vivek Bhatia's father destroyed me. <laughs> it's fucking insane it's how, good, how crazy I've never it is. played tennis against somebody who could play tennis. My my former college roommate, Andreas Westgard, I always say fir- first and last names. I don't know why. But Andreas was a good tennis player, and he made me feel very small. <laughs> He was just, like, effortlessly beating me. Tennis is, like, too hard to get people into if you already play it. I would just be so bored. It's so hard. It's the same thing with, like, ice hockey. Somebody just can't pick it up. I'm just like, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Come hang out with me 10 years from now or something yeah. like that. All right, Keith. Yeah. If you were a video game villain, what would your name be? So, obviously, I'd be Keith, but then if uh, you kill me and you think you killed me, but I come back. You come back to life. I'm Kevin. Uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> he's Keith kevin. turned into kevin. kevin nah i'm basic now <laughs> um yeah i think I just get bigger right i get bigger my mask comes on or comes off i guess this has been final, final five. five villain edition oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy so yeah i think god Play Demon Souls, and if Demon Souls is too much for you, play Hollow Knight. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling. Or give yourself a hug if you don't want to just be mean to yourself. For That's no fair. And Jesse That's fair. was like, "How hard was uh, was the game he played? The game that I played? Yeah, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Yeah. How hard? You said at the beginning was like very difficult, and you died all the time. Oh well, my first playthrough, I died constantly. Yeah. And my second playthrough. I just started fiddling around with a bunch of mechanics for mm. it. And I was like, I've, I had been watching speed runs of Hollow Knight. Right. And I was like, how come they're able to slash so quickly? Like they can get off like four hits in the amount of time it takes me to get off one. Right. And I realized that what they're doing is they're tapping the jump button so you just barely leave the ground. Because you you, you'll hit in midair as soon as you hit it. So right. it's like these multi, just like tap, 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 tap. And you strike... As you're in that one second, that millisecond when you're in the air, and so you do it super fast. So all the bosses for me, I was like, oh, I can, I can beat you because I can get four hits in in the in the time it would take me in the first run to get one hit in, right, and then dodge. And so by the end of playing it the second time through, I died like three times as opposed to like three hundred times, right. Uh, and then yeah, going back and beating the Radiance, uh, I was like, oh, I can finally fucking do this. It's the hardest game I've ever beaten. Yeah. And I look at Demon Souls and I'm like, it's not nearly as hard as Demon Souls. I'm I played Demon Souls for like six or seven hours before I figured out how to level up. Yeah. It's a yeah. There was a horrible demeaning process that felt ta- felt bad. Yes. <laughs> I lost all my souls and it was like, you know you can and level up this way. Game. And I'm like, Well, I'm an idiot. I don't ever <laughs> want to play this again. <laughs> So yeah, I check it out if you're into punishment, and if not, guys, go fucking. You might get be a masochist. A or something. You don't know. You, you don't know. Get some pizza and relax. You I don't, don't know, know what to tell you. All right, guys, reminder to follow us on all the. Don't go on Facebook and follow us. Follow us on Instagram, yeah, Twitter. We don't, we don't have Facebook. I don't anymore. like any of them. I know Facebook owns Instagram and stuff like that, but I don't. I don't have to tell you. You see new players join somewhere. You say, "Hey, thumbs up, five stars. These guys be good." Stuff. Yeah, that's, that's all. all it is. That's all. That's all it is. I hate promoting Instagram and Twitter. Every like, you know what I mean? I know. Wherever you find us, yeah. At new player, pod. at new player pod. All right, should we get out of here? Let's do it. Keith, Jesse, is new players join. Goodbye. Bye.
No, he's 60, 12 he's, years he's, old. He's 60-something. <laughs> he's 60, he's 60 Was he a hobbit? I don't he's know. He's 11